So the Word of God tells us that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus himself says, I've come that we may have, that you may have life and have life more abundantly. So if the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, so my question is, what are we doing to prepare ourselves for that attack? How have we fortified our minds, our spirits, our, our environments so that the enemy cannot steal, but that he cannot destroy, that he cannot damage what God has promised you? Yes, there is a covering and a hedge of protection that God places over us. And there's a level of grace that where we can never truly understand that he gives us on a daily basis. But what is our part in spiritual warfare? What is our part in fighting with God? I love when I hear preachers say that we are God's partners. There are things that God needs us to do so that his mission and his glory and his name can and what he has desired is fulfilled here on earth. Jesus had to come down in the human flesh to fulfill what God desired here on earth. So when we talk about the enemy and we say the devil is a lion, oh, he ain't got no power. He doesn't this and that. That's true because he is a lion. He doesn't have any power. But what is the power that we have and what is our responsibilities as believers in this spiritual warfare? Let's talk. Welcome back. I am so excited that you are here. Thank you for coming back. And when I say I'm excited that you are back, I genuinely mean that. I'm serious because I don't take it for granted that for anyone who listens to me, where they are listening to me, there's so many options and there's so many voices out there. And I truly believe that God is doing the work to bring us together as a family. And as I grow in building this platform in under God's wisdom and grace, hallelujah, that he is going to draw more people. So I don't take it for granted that you take the time out of your day to listen to what God is saying to us. And like I always say, I'm a part of this number two. I am here to learn and grow. So as God gives me things, I have I have to, number one, be his student and his child. I have to make sure that I'm in this walk with you all, that I'm we are walking this thing together as brothers and sisters. So we're going to continue this conversation about spiritual warfare. I think sometimes we have, what's interesting, I feel what has happened as of late. We don't want to speak or say what is a spiritual battle. And then you have those, it's like two polar polar opposites. There are people who say that basically everything is the devil. And then you have those who don't even want to recognize what is the enemy and what is not. You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, it's not that deep. But really it is. And then at the same time, not everything is the devil. And God is still giving me understanding and wisdom about this. But I wanted to share the parts where he has a grace me to uh, give me the understanding of for today, right? 
for today, we have to talk about what is our part in in spiritual warfare, fighting with God. It's not just a position where we just sit back and allow God to do everything. God has given us a certain level of capability and grace and anointing through Christ Jesus for us to stand firm on the word of God, which is God himself, right? Be guided by the Holy Spirit. Here comes God again and be empowered through Christ. Here's God again so that we can fulfill and do the things and combat what the enemy tries to do, right? So I want to go to Ephesians 6. And really this whole series, we're going to be the main focus. The main scriptures we're going to be focused on is Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 18. But for this podcast and for uh, next week podcast, we're really kind of going in deep about the first three scriptures of this passage of scripture, which talks about uh, putting on the whole armor of God. And any of us who've been raised in the church or in the church of any time frame, you've heard this, put on the whole armor of God. And as a kid, I just kind of remember people just as, as a preacher would preach at the end of it, it was, and we got to put on the whole armor of God to fight and to do these things. I'm like, oh man, that's amazing. But I've never really been in a setting where someone has broken down, what does that mean? And what does that look like? What do I have to do? So I just want to, for today, I want to just focus on uh, scriptures 10, 11, and 12. And this is Paul talking to the church of Ephesians. Uh, and And he says a final word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the all, excuse me, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. And I'm reading the NLT version. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly Places. Okay, so I'm going to read that last part because I think sometimes when we think of heavenly places, we don't think of the fight in heavenly places. So it says against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. That alone for me is mind blowing. Like I'm like, Lord, what? is happening. And then my mind goes to Daniel when Daniel was fasting and his angels came down and said, we heard you on the first day, but the, but the word was not released until the 21st day because they said there's been a war going on. So they were fighting for two weeks, three weeks, excuse me, three weeks when we think about it, 21 days. Daniel didn't set out, and you all heard me, who's been listening for a while, heard me say this. He wasn't setting out to fast for 21 days. He had this desperation in his spirit where it says, Lord, no matter what, I'm going to stay here until. So when we talk about the power of God 
And really the beginning of it, when Paul tells us, finally, he said a final word, be strong in the Lord. What does be strong in the Lord? It is really us having this faithfulness to God that I am going to abide in Christ and trusting in the Lord's power for everything in my life. Oh, whoa, wait a minute. For some of us that that might have triggered some things. Because, you know, it makes sense. Like, yes, I'm going to trust in the Lord in everything. But how do you walk that out? How do you really walk that out when you say, I'm going to trust in the Lord in everything? Are you acknowledging him in all your ways so that he can direct your path? Are you leaning on your own understanding? Sometimes, some, you know, maybe a fraction all the time. Or maybe you don't lean on your own, own understanding. This is scripture I'm quoting when something big is going on or where you really don't know what to do. Now you turn to God. Do you turn to God when you do know what to do? But you saying, God, I want to be so faithful to your instruction and your power and your will that even though I think this is what I should do, I believe this is what I should do. But Holy Spirit, I, w- I need to talk to you. Because we'll go through this over the next series, because at the end of this, Paul tells them in verse 18, pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Pray in the spirit at all times and and, and on every occasion. The Bible tells us so many times to pray without ceasing. So what does that mean? That means that I have to constantly be in a position of prayer. So it's not necessarily I have to pray. So this, this is going to help some of us. Some of us, we feel like I can only pray when I'm on my knees or in a quiet place. Some people feel like I can only pray um, at certain times or whatever the case is. Here's the thing. I know some other faiths and religions, like they're very um, disciplined or they have a regiment when it comes to certain times to pray. But us as believers, as Christians, we are instructed to pray without season. So what does that mean? That means even when I'm, I pray a lot in the gym. When I'm in the gym, I'm just talking to the Lord. And I'm not talking aloud. It's just right here within my spirit. I'm just just God and I just talking and I'm praying and I'm listening to his spirit. So to, to have the power to focus on the first step before we go into fighting, before we go into the whole armor, before we go into understanding what's happening in the spirit realm, before we go into all these things, we have to be strong in the Lord. We have to lay aside our thinking, our understanding. We have to lay aside our pride. We have to lay aside even our independence. We have to become so dependent on the Lord where we can understand when the scripture says in John 15, four through five, this was Jesus talking. Jesus said, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So there is this closeness. There is this closeness that God, that Jesus is to, not only is he teaching, he is desiring, he's commanding us to have. So that when we say what Philippians 4 and 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We're talking about power and strength. 
before we talk about spiritual warfare, we have to, before we go into battle, right? We have to check where is our, where is our strength? I have been blessed and, and fortunate to um, be members of different types of churches and and uh, denominations, regardless of ethnicity and all that type of stuff. We, My husband and I, we go wherever God sends us. That is just legit our philosophy. We are not tied down to any uh, denomination. We are not tied to anything else. And I'm not knocking folks who stay within the, um, a specific denomination, but we go wherever God tells us to go. And what's interesting is there is a level of strength and power that God has bestowed upon us because how we flow. Because we said, Lord, we want to remain in you in all things. We said we want to be so connected to the branch, which is God. Because, I mean, we are the branch, excuse me. And Christ is the vine because it says here, no branch can bear fruit by itself. So I have to, we have to stay connected And when we stay connected, regardless of how the Holy Spirit moves, God, that is how we're going to move because we want to abide so much in you so that when we quote the scripture, I can do all things through through Christ who strengthened me. I have been able to say I have fulfilled that even when people are looking at us crazy, like, why are y'all going to that church? You guys are the only black people there. Why are you all going to that church, that small church? They don't think the way you all think. Why are you all going here? Because I want to be so connected. I can't bear fruit when I'm disconnected. Our power and our strength is a dependency. So if the Lord tells us to go, let it be church, move out of state, whatever it is, start this job, do this project, start a business, do that, whatever it is. No, Jennifer, bridle your tongue, blah, 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 whatever it is. My strength comes from my faithfulness, which is my obedience. We have to be obedient to God. There is a level of strength that we have to, some of us are thinking like, God, if you feel like you don't have any power, if you feel like you're not connected, if you feel like, you know what, I'm not as strong as I think I am. Then I want you to check, just really kind of check on your personal relationship because see, before we go into battle, we're still talking about spiritual warfare. Before we go into battle to fight, I have to make sure that I'm number one, connected and believe and I'm strengthened from the one who's given me the mission. I have never been in in war physically. I have never been in army, military and any of the military branches. But my assumption is whenever a soldier goes to fight in war, they must follow the instructions of those who taught them and who sent them to battle. That's my assumption. My assumption is they don't want people who are out of shape and have not been following their rules, following their program. They, they don't want that. There's like a, it's like a specific diet they have to follow. It's all these things that I've, you know, just from videos and people that I know who's in the military, certain things that they have to do from regiments of working out to being in bed at a certain time. Do people break them? Yes. 
but there is, but they're doing this to get a oneness and to strengthen you mentally, physically, and emotionally to prepare you for battle. So before they even put on the full armor to go into battle, they have to start with the strength. So us as believers, we have to start with our strength. It is through our relationship with Christ. And one of the things that I really encourage us as believers, as believers is to seek wisdom. Wisdom is so powerful. Where it, let, me, let, let me just read this to you because see, I, I don't want to misquote this. Um, I love the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs carried me through, I would say like my first couple of years in college when I really decided that I wanted to be serious about my relationship with God, it was like I just dived into the book of Proverbs and I began seeking his wisdom. And this is what the Bible says in Proverbs 3. And we'll start off in verse 13. And it says this, joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, Her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Hello, hold up. Let's break this down. Now I'm reading the NLT version. You can go into the King, the King James, New King James, NIV, all these. Wisdom is beyond amazing. And wisdom is something that a lot of us I wonder, I'm going to say I wonder if we are seeking wisdom and if we are seeking wisdom, are we teaching and asking the Lord to how, how do we walk in wisdom? So I want to read that again. It says wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left hand. She will guide you down delightful paths and all of her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is the tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. By wisdom, now listen to this. This is verse 19. So so this is why I'm asking. This is why I'm encouraging us. We're talking about becoming powerful and get our strength before we get into Bible. I mean, into battle. We have to seek wisdom. We have to study wisdom. We have to listen to wisdom. I believe it's in the um, in the first chapter of Proverbs. It says that she cries out. That's what it says in verse 20. It says, wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out to the public square. She calls to the crowd along with Main Street to those gathered in front of her in the city gates. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? Wisdom is literally crying out and calling out to anyone who listens to it. And she's like, I don't understand what's happening here. Wisdom is like, I need y'all to get it together. How long will you be simple? So, but let's go back to verse 19 in chapter three. How important wisdom is to our walk and our strengthening as believers. By wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he created the heavens. Why am I emphasizing this? 
Some of us are desiring and we're looking for so many things and we're trying to figure out, God, why is this not happening? Why is this? Why did I receive this news? All these other types of things. Seek his wisdom. If he used wisdom to find, to literally create and found the earth and heavens to, and, and using understanding to create the heavens, why is wisdom and understanding beneath us? There has to be a point, a place in our lives where we, where we become more focused on the, the nature of God than the things. Because the things of God will come. Because the word of God tells us, if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. So there's so many things that will be added unto us how we seek, right? So if I seek him a certain way, if I go after God, but are we asking for wisdom? In James, it tells us if any of you lack wisdom, he'll give it to you freely. Are we asking for wisdom? The, it's wisdom. By wisdom, he founded the earth. We do not even understand the earth and the fullness of the earth. I think it says in um, some articles I've read where it says 80% of the water has not even been discovered yet. It's untapped. Wisdom. Help create all of this. You want to be strengthened and empowering. God, how do I depend on you? God, how do I walk in you? And how do I, this is before battle. This is all part of battle because we can no longer seek, send weak-minded people into battle. We cannot. It was this unfortunate situation where I was at a church service and I'm calling it unfortunate because it was unfortunate. I We were at a church service and the minister asked for um, people to come up to the altar. And he kind of did like he said, if you want prayer for a salvation, or if you want prayer for anything, right? Whatever it is. So it wasn't just a call for salvation. And one of the gentlemen that I know personally went up there, who is saved, who is a minister, who is a powerful man of God, came up there weeping and he was praying in tongues. You hear him praying in tongues. And the minister who who called the altar call for people just to come up, he started praying, Lord, save my brother. He's coming to you for salvation. He was not. And the reason why I said it was unfortunate because the minister who called that altar call, he was not operating in wisdom and discernment. He wasn't. What he saw was a young man and he was an older gentleman. And so maybe his mind was kind of stuck on this. But this is once again, why we can't send weak-minded folks into battles. Now, what ended up happening, the Lord sent me up there. Now there is strength that I have because I do depend on God. Am I the strongest soldier out there? Absolutely not. I ain't, I'm not going to take that title. <laughs> I'm not going to take that. But the Lord sent me up there and I prayed with the brother and I spoke exactly what God had me to say. And I instructed him on what to do. Now, once again, because I know him, some of them, some of the older men, and I was told this late or later, and I observed this because the denomination where the church service was being held with women don't pray over men. Um, 
And so for me to walk up there, it was just a whole issue. They never voiced it. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I have to do what God has called me to do. There was instruction and I saw a battle that was about to happen. And because that brother was not understanding what was happening, the Lord sent wisdom via me, through me. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I am wisdom. The Lord was using me as a, as a vessel to release wisdom. And so we keep having folks who are not wise in, in the spirit and keep going into the battle. And we wonder why things are falling apart and we're losing things. Seek wisdom first. Verse 20 says this, by his knowledge, the depth, the deep uh, fountains of the earth burst forth and the dew settles beneath the night sky. My child, do not lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them. Do not lose. Let me tell you, When we seek wisdom of God, when we seek his wisdom and we study his wisdom and we listen to wisdom, there is a level of common sense that God gives us and there's discernment. And then also what happens as we gain an understanding, there is peace that comes about. We can't be in war always in spiritual warfare thinking that we're losing the battle. There is no peace. The Bible says, may the peace of God that surpasses understanding guards your heart and your mind. So if I'm going into battle, God, I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. And I thank you for your peace because all of these things connect. So before I even go into coming against stuff, there is an armor that I have to put on. But it starts with the power of God. It starts with strengthening ourselves. Paul says this in the beginning of what we talked about. Paul said, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Finally, be strengthened in the Lord and strength of his power. That means there is a dependency. There is an empowering that I am anticipating from God. I am anticipating that you are going to strengthen me. I'm anticipating that you're going to empower me. I am anticipating that, Lord, you are going to give me a strength and power that goes beyond my understanding. But God, I need to seek your wisdom. But God, I need to seek your power. I need to study what the word of God says. I need to be in your presence on a consistent basis before I go into battle. Some of you might be burdened by what you are seeing around you in whatever capacity. And God is allowing you to see that. How have you strengthened yourself in the Lord in your walk with him so that when you pray, you understand how to attack that? How to specifically come against the darkness? How to specifically come against the darkness? the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. How do we specifically come against these things? But first I need to be strengthened. I need to have a level of dependency in God where I'm so connected to the vine, where I know he abides in me, where even if I don't know specifically what to say, I have so much faith and, 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 uh, um, dependency on the name of Jesus that when I speak the name of Jesus, I know that thing has to go. 
I know whatever that situation is has to line up. My, I become more powerful through the Holy Spirit the more I become weak. What? See, dependency is really kind of like a form of weakness. If you're dependent on someone or something, that means you lean on it. That means you don't have strength in that area without that person or without that thing. So I'll give out, here's a simple example. I injured my ankle. It was like last year sometime or whatever. And so they had it wrapped and I had to wear a a boot. And I could not walk around without that boot for about, I think, six weeks. So in that moment and in that time, I had to become so dependent on this boot because my ankle was weak. It was broken. My ankle didn't have the strength that it used to. And here's the truth that I can say, okay, this is my strength. This is all these other type of things. And here's the truth. As we grow in God, we really shouldn't say, this is my power, my strength. It should be, this is his power. This is his strength. So we want to become more broken. We want to have that broken and contrite heart. It is recognizing who we are and humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. It is saying, Lord, I am a broken spirit. God, I need you to to literally be the very thing that heals and hold me together. Through your wisdom, I will follow you. Through your grace and your power, through the Holy Spirit, I will, God, please teach me how to guide you. I mean, guide, to be guided by you. There is a level of weakness that we have to have in God. Because if we go into battle with our own strength, with our own ideas, this is when so much can happen. This is when we can see people's souls being misguided. We can even actually walk away being beat up because God was like, you weren't prepared and nor were you fighting in my strength. You were fighting in your own. So we walk away injured, wound, all that stuff. So before we go into battle, the first, they really, now we're in the second part of this, the spiritual warfare. Before we put on the arm of God, before we have an understanding of what's happening in the dark places, before we do all these things, we have to seek wisdom. We have to depend on God. I read how God himself used wisdom to form this very earth. So God himself said, I need wisdom. He used wisdom to form the very earth, understanding to form heavens, all of these things. So we should seek his wisdom and his understanding. God, give that to me so that I can walk this walk you've called me to be. I can do the things that you've called me to do. Jesus says, in your weakness, there I am made strong. In order for me to do all things through Christ, his strength in me, that means I have to be weak in Christ. I have to be dependent on him. That means I need to seek him in all of my ways so that I won't lean on my own understanding, but I will lean on the, on the understanding 
and the beauty of who God is. Because he knows what's in front of me. He knows what the enemy is trying to do. He knows all those things. And he will give me wisdom through and allowing me to walk in common sense and also giving me discernment. But this all comes from God. So today we're going to pray that the spirit of wisdom becomes your friend. God gave this this revelation to me a while ago saying that uh, wisdom and faith are best friends. Sometimes we like to point, uh, play, paint, that's the word I'm looking for. We like to paint faith as this kind of wild child to where you just jump and go. And wisdom as this overcalculated, nervous type of person. And so we kind of, it's interesting that I feel, and this is once again, this is how I feel and how I have seen or how I've interpreted wisdom and faith um, preached or taught in the the times throughout my life as as a student or someone who was a receiver sitting back as a member of the congregation. Faith and wisdom, they love each other. Faith and wisdom are a part of God. It's interesting. God tells us without faith, it's impossible to please him. So we have to have faith because we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But wisdom so much is talking to us on a consistent basis. So wisdom happens when we start to mature and ask God for different things. And and we're asking more of his character. And this is when we're like, God, I need you. I need wisdom. I need to understand how to articulate this, understand how to move in this. What scripture do I specifically use in this situation? How do I pray in this? God, give me the words. God, I see something, but here's where discipline comes in. Your word says that we prophesy in part and know in part. So you're privying me to a certain amount of information. So give me the wisdom on how to walk in this piece of of information, but yet I will remain humble under your mighty hand of God, knowing that I don't know it all. Because one thing that tries to creep up as you grow in wisdom is a spirit of arrogance. Thank you, Holy Ghost. As we grow in wisdom, you think that's because if you keep hearing people saying, wow, that's so good. You, you, you know, you're giving a lot of great knowledge. You think arrogance won't try to be around that corner telling you how amazing and smart you are. So, no, we have to lean on to wisdom and lean on to humility and saying, God, Holy Spirit, let me be so connected to you. So we're going to pray that wisdom is our friend. Lord, right now, I thank you for every listener that is listening to this specific podcast. We're talking about spiritual warfare, but let us understand that wisdom is a tool on how we think, how we talk, and when to move, when not to move. The Bible says a wise man discerneth both time and season. When we are in warfare, we have to understand the time when to attack, the time when to retreat, when to say things, when not to, and when the season, and when the seasons change, how do we prepare for that? Wisdom is our friend. Lord Jesus, let us look at wisdom like that. Let us listen to her. Let us seek wisdom. Let us ask of wisdom. And God, we know through your word, you say that you will give it to us freely. And we thank you for that. 
for those who want to understand more of wisdom, God, allow them to study the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. Let them be students. Let them take their time to go through it line by line and let them go ahead and say, Holy Spirit, open me up to your word so that I may walk in wisdom and speak your wisdom. Lord, we thank you for how wisdom will transform us. It allows us to be molded more into your glory, into your image. Lord, we thank you. We praise you, God. And we thank you for anyone who's listening who is not saved. If they want to receive salvation, let them repeat after me. Lord, I thank you for being a God who prepares us, a God who loves us. You don't send us in battle by ourselves. But first, God, I need you to be my savior. God, I ask that you bless those who are saying right now, God, I want you to be my savior. Repeat after me, say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died and rose for me. You are alive and well within me. If you believe that you are saved, we are excited. We are thankful. Please find a church home. We ask that you be patient with people. It does take some time to find a good church home. Sometimes people get it off the first try. But be patient. Be diligent. Ask wisdom to guide you. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. And I promise you, the more you ask of wisdom, the the Lord himself will give it to you freely because that is the word of God. That is one of his many promises that he has for his children. I love you all and I will speak to you next Friday. Mm -hmm.